Welcome to the Unqualified Culinary Critics, a podcast centered around food and cultural experiences. We want to not only share our own perspectives in life, but hope that these stories connect in some way to each one of you as well. On this two-part episode, we have another guest. He is the operations manager at 91.5 KUNV in Las Vegas and a new local to the Valley. Please welcome Jason Beatty. Hello. It's good to be here. Thank you very much. I, I'm a big fan of this podcast. I uh, I listen to it every week when we uh, we uh, upload them, and it's uh, quite a thrill to be uh, be with you guys today. Thank you so much for agreeing to finally come on. It's been a while because like I asked you in August, and then now we're recording in January. So. I can't believe that uh, that you would have asked me and I wouldn't have said yes because I truthfully have been dying to be a part of this show. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for the kind words. <laughs> All righty. So. Would you like to give a brief background about yourself? Ooh, a brief background. Well, okay. Uh, I am 45 years old. I was born in Rochester, New York, which is just about 60 miles east of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say, oh, you're from New York. I love the city. But the truth is, uh, where I'm from is nowhere near New York City, probably closer to Canada. Oh, okay. Than it is to uh, New York City. Uh, I went to uh, college at State of uh, University of New York at Brockport. I got my degree in broadcast journalism. Uh, and then uh, in my senior year of college, I got a position with CBS Radio, uh, where I started as an intern. And then I worked my way up to promotions director. Uh, and then finally from there, I transitioned into on air. Uh, where I started as a radio DJ on Sunday nights, the coveted midnight to 3 a.m. shift, Mm. uh, where I uh, stayed for a little while until I started moving up the ranks to uh, the music director position where I was in charge of programming our uh, top 40 station. Uh, And I stayed there uh, from 1999 until 2007 when I uh, left the United States for the Cayman Islands. Uh, I went and started working for a company called Hurley's Media uh, in Georgetown, Grand Cayman, where I oversaw the programming of two radio stations, a top 40 and a country station. I also did the morning show there. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, A few years passed there, and then we acquired two more radio stations. So then I got to try my hand at programming a reggae station and a, um, it was a reggae and an 80s station. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, shortly after that, we acquired a television station where I got to uh, expand my quiver uh, into uh, TV, because I had studied TV all through college. I had intended on being a TV uh, journalist, uh, but radio happened. Uh, And then I became the on-air 6 o'clock news weatherman for uh, the Cayman Islands. I don't know if either of you have been to the Caribbean, uh, but it's probably the easiest weather forecast to, to do, because every night it's just, or every day it's just 88 degrees and sunny. Uh, after uh, that uh, wrapped up, COVID was uh, on the doorstep, so I kind of thought that it would probably be a good idea to start looking for another gig. Um, mm-hmm. So I ended up getting a job with iHeartRadio in New York as a morning show host, uh, and I was working at uh, the Pride of Albany. Uh, it was ninety-one or 95.1 The River. I was there only for about seven months uh, before COVID shut that down. Uh, and then I was uh, left uh, to my, fend for myself for a year uh, while I waited for COVID to pass. I got really into like diet and fitness and I didn't have too much to do. So I would just go to the gym a lot. And then uh, finally COVID started wrapping up and there was an opportunity to come and work here at uh, UNLV running the, the stations here. Mm-hmm. And uh, in October, September, September 16th of 2021, packed up my uh, Hyundai Elantra and drove across the country and 
uh, moved to the corner of uh, Pecos and Tropicana, and it's just been uh, Mojave bliss ever since. <laughs> so you like Vegas? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah, yeah Vegas is cool. It's um, certainly a city, you know, having spent, because really, you know, Vegas, since living outside of America, so I lived in the Cayman Islands from 2007 until 2019. Uh, so coming back to America, I was very briefly in uh, Albany, and then I was back in Rochester, and COVID was just a whole different experience. Um, so Vegas is really my first kind of back in America experience. So to be in a city so filled with so much to do has really been awesome. Um, it's almost like, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember what like Napster was, you know, like when you could yeah. go on and download any song you yeah. want that's ever been made. You know, when you have to pay, when you have every song that's ever been made at your hands, where do you start? You know, uh, that's sort of been the, the challenge of, of Vegas. There's so much to do. Where do you begin? And I like to begin at the Van Gogh exhibit <laughs> where uh, Victoria works. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's, it's a very cool city. It's a lot of fun for sure. Definitely full of a lot of weirdos too, though, <laughs> Yeah. which sometimes can drive you a little nuts. And I'm sure uh, you guys aren't as impressed with the city because you guys have both grown up here. Yeah. Born yeah. and raised on the east side. <laughs> yeah. East side. Yeah. So I, I know about the weirdos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and the drive, like the, what really frustrates me, and you tell me if, if, if it frustrates you, is the, the drive. The way people yes. drive here. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. Sh shocking. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, though, okay, I remember growing up and like the driving wasn't that bad. Right. Um, I think it's just because so many people have moved here from different states. Go ahead. You can so. say it from California. <laughs> yes. No, not just California, Arizona, too. Okay. It's everywhere, too. The Arizonans do not know how to drive. I am <laughs> uh, everywhere. It's all over the place. I yeah. can I easily, every day, I am almost killed by someone mm -hmm. driving with California license plates. Yeah. I, the, uh, I'm yeah. shocked. The only time I got into a car accident, it was with somebody who had a California California license plate and right. it was because they ran the red light right. so yes I kind of I'm sorry but I have it again I have something you know I, I, <laughs> yeah I'd like to speak with whoever's putting together the driving tests yeah. out there for no, sure yeah. but I think it's definitely because it's like so many people from different states who have different rules are all coming in here and right. just it's just a mess yeah, oh, yeah. It's, I, uh, it's dangerous <laughs> and I had lived when I like I had mentioned when I first moved here I was living um, at the corner of Tropicana and Pecos and there's a large I don't know if you know oh, there's a wall Walmart there. Mm -hmm. um, it's not the greatest Walmart, but it does the job. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But I truthfully was dying to move from that address <laughs> because I would have to drive through that parking lot every day. And imagine how bad it is on the roads driving, um, then, then transition that into a parking lot situation where it's 10 times worse. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was one of the negative comments I left when they said, how do you feel about living here? Uh, it <laughs> yeah. was the parking lot almost kills me every day. No, I don't blame you. Um, I'm actually from California, but I... Oh, well, no disrespect. I'm sure you drive great. Hear me <laughs> out. Um, I'm not going to uh, defend anybody here, but I was born in California. I was born in LA, just the east side. Mm. So when I learned how to drive, I got my license here. So I've been living in Vegas longer than I've been living in California. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's never short of um, of just shock. I'm always amazed that the people who will drive as fast as the traffic will allow in that right-hand lane. So I was always taught that that right-hand lane is really for making turns. Yeah. Um, but people, if they can't get past you on the left, they will full blow, like blow right past you on the right-hand side, top mm -hmm. speed. 
Uh, and I always see people almost like, you know, they're skateboarding, they fall off their skateboard and fall into the lane. I, I, I fear for their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. So let's kind of go past the driving part. Sure. And I do have some questions about your current experience right now. Yeah. So if I may ask, have you been to Vegas prior to moving here? And did you ever think about moving here at all if you had not worked here, like retire? I had never thought about living in Las Vegas. I had only been to Vegas, and this is a great story. I had only ever been to Vegas once for one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was 20, I and I hope that uh, my boss doesn't hear this, but when I was 20, uh, we came to Las Vegas because my friends lived in Phoenix. So my buddies from uh, back home got really, a bunch of us, went all, there was a few of us that went to college and then a few of us, uh, a few of the guys got into working at Outback restaurants, okay? Uh, and these, uh, my buddy uh, Josh, Tim, and uh, Sean uh, really advanced up the old Outback hierarchy pretty quickly. Uh, and they got to a point where they were uh, going around to different cities and opening outbacks, like getting the kitchen set up and whatever. So they had uh, somehow gotten transferred out to Mesa, uh, which is Phoenix. So we uh, had come out to Phoenix to see the guys and they had said, hey, let's go to Vegas. Now, I was only 20 at the time. So I had to um, commandeer some sort of a false identification, <laughs> uh, which is another story in itself. Uh, but I did, in fact, get that false identification. Uh, and we came to Las Vegas and uh, figure, you know, typically the guys from New York, we stayed at the New York, New York uh, for <laughs> One night, uh, and then hopped in the car and uh, drove back to Phoenix, and and that was n- like 1998. So I think that was the year Victoria was born. Yeah, it was. was it really? <laughs> yeah. So I was 20 then, um, and it was a um, it was an adventure filled night. I wish I remember. I remember certain parts of it, um, but I do remember uh, being at the um, the circus circus. Uh, they did some kind of like a steak and eggs, all you can eat thing in the middle of the night, and uh, the the waitress came up to us and took our order while she was smoking. <laughs> what do you guys want? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that was the last time I had ever come to Vegas. But I'm a fan of the city, that's for sure. Just curious, just wanting to know. Yeah. Did you ever think about coming back after that? Um, yes. As a matter of fact, it's so weird because I always feel like I sort of have like an extra sensory uh, because I'll go off on binges on things like on YouTube uh, and then uh, sometimes it'll just kind of happen. So I had been fascinated and all through COVID, before I had ever thought about working here at UNLV, I had been um, watching a lot of videos about Las Vegas going to, hey, here's what you need, 10 things you need to know before you visit the Strip. Uh, I, and I was really planning on coming here for a visit. Um, and then as I was kind of like, you know, um, uh, working from home, doing production and stuff for uh, different radio stations, I had found a lead on a job at BYU, uh, Brigham Young in uh, Salt Lake. And they had a college station and they were looking for an operations manager. Uh, and I had gotten pretty far along in the the talks for that position when the position for KUNV popped up. Uh, and that's the one I ultimately ended up taking. So, Wow, BYU. That's very different from UNLV. Very different. <laughs> yes, very yeah. different. Um, and I will say that um, last uh, summer, I got a chance to go to the Public Radio Programmers Convention, which was in New Orleans, and I met the new operations manager for BYU, and I can see why they didn't pick me. (laughs) Uh, He was um, definitely a much more traditional public radio figure, Mm -hmm. uh, where I uh, was not. Have you tried any local restaurants so far? Yes, I certainly have. Uh, I would have to say... My uh, favorite local restaurant is Pop's Cheesesteaks. You mm-hmm. guys ever been there? Is that the one off of North Decatur? Yes. It Heard is it. 
So I refer to it as the Philadelphia Embassy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because it is uh, the best cheesesteak I have had probably outside of Philadelphia. It's, it's as authentic as it gets. And in fact, I just was at dinner two weekends ago for my girlfriend's birthday. We went to Mona Migabi. Oh, the one in Paris. Oh, just it was so lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the fact that you've got that great view of the fountains and that great atmosphere. The steak was fantastic. Uh, and my girlfriend then said, hey, where do you think you'd like to go for your birthday? <laughs> and I said, I, we'd go to Pops. That's what I like. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a couple of cheesesteaks from Pops. <laughs> also a big fan of a place, you know, I saw it on uh, TikTok. You guys ever heard of that app, TikTok? Yes, but I don't Never. use it. Never. Uh, a lot of times I'll kind of get my um, where am I going to eat ideas from there because there's a couple of really good profiles that do like Vegas food focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to a place called Shang, uh, which is up on uh, West Flamingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they make uh, like fresh noodles, like rip, like fresh cut noodles. Boy, it was just, just fantastic. And I got a, um, it, it was very similar to like a faux Mm-hmm. You know, like a Vietnamese pho. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. Uh, but um, it, yeah, it was fantastic. It was a it's like a spicy beef pho. Uh, and my girl got um, some kind of a pork belly pho. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you uh, tried any like higher up restaurants? Because you did mention Monami Gabby. It's kind of higher up, but I'd say not as higher up as Oscars or the Palm or the uh, Monaco. Have you yeah. tried? Uh, you know, I can't say I've been to any uh, extreme fine dining places. What's the name? You work at uh, Virgin. What's the name of that Italian restaurant right across the street in that plaza? Very traditional kind of Italian joint. Any idea? No, I can't think of it off the top of my head. We'll have to look it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's right in that plaza right next to Virgin. Uh, Sylvester? No, Sylvester. It just a uh, very legit. Yeah, if you Google, you pull yeah. up the map, you'll <laughs> yeah. see it. Um, but I got a chance to go there uh, and had some really good pasta, uh, some really good octopus too, and got a chance to meet the owner. For some reason, I, I don't think I sound like I'm from New York, uh, but he uh, immediately was like, hey, are you from New York? Uh, and came over and started talking to me. It turns out he's from New York as well. You got it there? No. Is it Ferraro's it Italian is. restaurant? That's exactly okay, yeah. what it is, Ferraro's. Uh, great wine, uh, really fresh pasta. Food was Food was really good. That's good. Do you have any suggestions on where I should go? I've been thinking about going, uh, what's a steakhouse that everybody goes to? It's in every airplane magazine. Oh, boy. I don't know. See, this is why we're the unqualified right. culinary <laughs> critics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably give you a list after. Okay. Because yeah. I've been to some. That's the thing, too. Like, if you put me on the spot, I'm going to forget everything the, I've ever known. I'm the exact same <laughs> way. So let me ask you, because you, you, uh, so you like steakhouses. Yeah, but not just those. Like, I kind of go almost all over the place, mm-hmm. but that's just because of my upbringing, too. I so see. That's another thing. What about you, V? Do you like steaks as well? I've actually never been to a steakhouse. Never been yeah. to a steakhouse? So, like, I, um, I've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast. Like, I don't really go out to eat too much. Okay. And I never really grew, uh, grew up even eating fast food. Right. So, it's, like, everything that I try now is, like, on my own venture. So, okay. like, I'm, I'm the one who has to go out and seek this sort of stuff now, so, so, if you had to pick a cut of steak, what cut of steak are you usually going for? See, I have no idea what that even means. Really? So it's wow. Like we okay. got filet mignon, we got like ribeye, we got sirloin, all porterhouse, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't, see, the closest thing I get to that is like carne asada that my family makes. Carne asada. Okay, yeah. so that's probably like a ribeye usually because I yeah. know my family, uh, I dated a girl from Monterey, Mexico, and mm-hmm. they did carne asada and they were using a ribeye. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm a ribeye guy. What about you? 
Same. My father liked ribeye too. Like the ribeye. Well, mm-hmm. even then, like even when it comes to meat, I don't really eat red meat that much. I like I prefer chicken prefer, over anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same way. <laughs> yeah. Red meat for a steak's a treat. Yeah, yeah. Probably six nights a week, I'm eating some sort of chicken or yeah. ground turkey uh, or or that. Yeah. Steak's sort of a treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would agree. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we got to take you to a steakhouse so you can get the experience. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's what I'm kind of eager to know, and being that you guys are kind of uh, experienced. I haven't been able to find any really good Chinese food yet. Okay. <laughs> you brought that up. <laughs> Ashley's ready. Ashley, yeah. please. Uh, there's no, because I've been to several Chinese restaurants, mm-hmm. but I can't say that any of them are reminiscent of the ones I've, I know from New York. And I know that like that's a New York thing to say, uh, and I don't mean it in a, in a New York way. It's okay. I mean, hey, New York, California, it's all good. Okay. I'm not going to hold it against you. What you got? Is the Chinese food out here just not as good, or am I just going to the wrong places? Okay, so ironically, I will admit, I don't go to like a huge, like a lot of Chinese restaurants. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit, you're a little braver than me. I will sit at right now. <laughs> okay, okay. So... There was a restaurant off of Spring Mountain and Twain, and it was called Joyful House. Yeah. And it's a really good place. I don't know. Have you been? I haven't. No. Unfortunately, that place closed up recently. Oh, no. And it's mainly because the owner just wanted to do some, some other things, and I understand that. So they had like Hong Kong style, um, maybe, I don't, maybe traditional as well, Chinese cuisine, yeah. like the, the Peking duck. They'll have like the Hong Kong style crispy noodles and all that kind of stuff. Right. But that stuff is good. I've tried P.F. Chang's, but honestly, Oof. I'm not a fan of P.F. No. Chang's. Um, panda, same thing. Now, you know, yeah. pan, I, I call it panda in a pinch, right? Yeah, so, I don't like, think that counts. <laughs> you know, panda in a pinch. Yeah. Um, you, well, the one thing that's really, I'm sorry to steal. The one thing that's really thrown me, it, because I am uh, personally like a lo mein guy, mm-hmm. but when I come out here, it's a lot of chow mein. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not, I can't say I have a ton of chow mein experience. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, so. I've been like eating the Hong Kong style crispy noodles and that's chow mein. Chow mein, yeah. Uh, lo mein, I think you can get that in dim sum too, but I think they have that in other menus as well. Yeah, it just, it's it's not as like um, saucy as I would like. I, I like mine kind of very saucy and just saucy. And um, the ones out here, and I've tried, if I should, like, like I told you, I was living at the corner of Pecos and Travacana. If you drew a, 10 miles, not even a five mile circle. I probably have tried every Chinese restaurant within that radius, all to no no avail. So, yeah, I would try going towards the Spring Mountain area okay. as well. That's good. That's great advice. Thank you. Because yeah. I remember there was another Chinese restaurant, and I'm like, I don't know why these places got to close up because they taste good, yeah. but I guess the business just, I don't know. So, you say you don't really um, do a lot of Chinese food. Why? Why are you, what, you just don't trust them? Oh, I do. It's just I want to try other places as well. Yeah. And we can get to that in another part. So, I mean, I've been trying those places and it's like, I'm good, whatever. I'm not going to be crazy about like, it has to be this. I'm more concerned about the taste. Yeah. And if it just tastes good, the atmosphere and all that. You yeah. Know? But yeah. I, I got to go out a little bit more. But and I'm just a little more sheltered right Victoria, now. I'm curious because you mentioned that you've never really, you never really ate a ton of fast food growing up. And yeah. why is that? Your parents were real controlling on what you guys ate? Oh, no, no, no. Um, my mom was just a stay-at-home mom, so she'd always cook. Okay. So we didn't really have a reason to go out and yeah. eat. <laughs> 
always had she was always cranking out food. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and if I mean if she didn't cook one day, we still had a bunch of leftovers. So yeah. it was very nice that my mom was able to do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I've like kind of going back to what Ashley was saying. Um, I know you're you're not Chinese, you're uh Vietnamese no, sorry, no, no Filipino. I'm, I'm Chinese, I'm Filipino. Oh. I'm just a little little Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. Chinese, Filipino, and a little Spanish. Yes. It's yeah. a good mix right there. Yes. Yeah. I have friends who in all of those, <laughs> and the, the, that would make a real good superhuman right there. So I knew I liked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know if you feel like this too with like your culture and the, like the cuisines that come out of your culture, but like me, I'm Mexican. Mm. I'm I'm not going to go out and eat Mexican food because right. I got that at home. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So like here when people come and they're like, oh, what's a good Mexican restaurant? I'm like, my house? Right, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what's so funny is when I went to Monterey uh, and visited, uh, we went to a mall. And I was really surprised at how every, it was like uh, tamales, enchiladas, tostadas. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the next stall was tacos, enchiladas, burritos, tostadas. <laughs> so, you know, like in, a, in an American food court, it's all hamburgers, cheeseburgers and that. This is the same thing in Mexico, except yeah. all with Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, boy, yeah, you're right. That, um, that's a great, great cuisine. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and usually uh, the, the, the moms are, are the ones who know how to cook it the best. So, yeah, they for, do. For sure, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So just kind of thinking like, so you mentioned you've been here for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the food so far? Um, food has been, um, food, what is the food? Food's been great. You know, I think I, um, like I said, it's first, it's my first experience kind of uh, back in America in a big city. So like there's a lot to choose from. Knowing where to start has been the challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, I was really quite surprised when I moved to Vegas with the um, Hawaiian uh, oh yeah, selections. yeah, we're oh, like yeah. the ninth island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so really, that um, the whole uh, Hawaiian side of things, and I um, being uh, in our proximity, uh, right next door uh, to that plaza here at uh, UNLV, uh, there is a, a poke place. Yeah, so poke had made its way um, down uh, to the islands when I was living there. It definitely didn't make it to Albany, New York, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so I got a first chance to try the poke. Uh, from Poke Heaven next door. And I have said on the record that that is the best lunch I've ever had in my life. Um, I was a little, I went a little poke crazy there for a while, uh, but then I got a chance, um, you know, living on this coast when you're from New, when you're from New York, Hawaii is like where you go on your honeymoon. Yeah. Uh, but when you live out here, Hawaii, you can fly out there for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, so I flew out to Hawaii and got a chance to have poke there, uh, and was, was really quite impressed. So I, cause I've always liked sushi, mm -hmm. uh, and I found poke to be just like the sushi without the rice, which is just fantastic. Yeah. So. Well, I bet it tasted even like better over mm. there in Hawaii. I can imagine oh, yeah. it was it was really good. My but my friend whom I became best friends with from the islands. Now he's living in Maui. Uh, so he, you know, there were a bunch of it, Maui's has got a real big tourist center, mm -hmm. uh, and he said, "Dude, trust me. Don't get the poke from the restaurant in the tourist center." He's like, "Come with me to the grocery store." And boy, was he right. Um, they had a whole counter set up dedicated to fresh poke, all the different kinds of fish and the sauces. And oh, it was just fantastic. And it was about a, a quarter of the price. So big, big fan of the Hawaiian. I was really quite surprised with all the Hawaiian influence. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you mentioned um, poke heaven because literally anytime I come down here, I always go there too because the I'm best. just like... Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> we, we were looking for lunch on uh, Saturday and I was a little sad that they had actually, uh, they said they don't have enough staff to open anymore yeah. on Saturdays. But there is a new poke place just across Trop in that plaza where Vaughn's is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called, I think it's called like Go Poke. It was actually pretty good. 
Uh, but, you know, when you've got a favorite spot, nothing's quite yeah, as good. Yeah, no, yeah. they sustained me through many semesters here I at can, UNLV. And you know what? Super healthy, like yeah. so good for you. I usually, uh, you know, for when I first started hitting it, I was getting the rice, but now I've nixed the rice and just went with the greens. There is nothing bad in that for you, mm -hmm. uh, if, unless you go off on those crazy sauces, but um, they're delicious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just good to talk about that kind of stuff. Oh, like yeah. I never really tried poke because I um, don't be surprised. It's just I kind of grew up into a family and I don't blame him at all. Mm. It's just that we like to eat our stuff cooked. Sure. My mom, <laughs> well, I don't think she will even bother with poke. Yeah. I think she's heard of it, but she's not going to probably care for it because it's raw. But yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, for a long time, I think, you know, everyone was kind of afraid of sushi a little bit, right? Because it was uncooked. But, um, you know, I've eaten a ton of sushi in my life. I don't think I've ever gotten sick. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like with sushi, um, it's just we got to worry about the mercury <laughs> rather right, than it right. being raw. Eating too much. <laughs> yeah. Like that was me the other night at, uh, I go to Yama up uh, mm -hmm. in uh, Spring Valley next to Golden Tiki. That's an all you can eat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's, I've definitely come close to mercury poisoning a few <laughs> yeah. times after eating there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ashley's like, I could never. <laughs> so you you not you won't eat sushi, you don't like raw fish at all. I can eat raw fish, but just at a moderation. Gotcha. So I mentioned this in an episode in the past. I tried all you can eat because like my brother, he did it and he's like, he's a pro, mm. kinda. He can do it. So I'm like, I wanna try that. Mm. I'm trying it and I'm had this thought in my mind, it's like you're eating raw fish and I'm like Kind of just ruined my moment, ruined right. my experience. That's my girlfriend. <laughs> yep. my, my girlfriend is the same way. She does, She's not a huge fan of fish, but she likes uh, uh, likes sushi. But there will come a point in the meal where it starts to taste too much like fish and she has to stop. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you another thing I love about poke heaven, which they do, is they call it taco, but it's essentially octopus. Mm -hmm. um, that octopus is, ooh, that's as good yeah. as it gets right there. Mm, well, taco's that. um the Japanese word for octopus. Is so, it? Yeah. Ooh, I like taco. Yeah, my mm. four years of Japanese in high school coming in clutch. <laughs> that's wow. the only thing I remember. <laughs> they taught Japanese in your high school? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I went to a magnet high school, so. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like taco in uh, Spanish and taco in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Would you eat it raw or has to be cooked? The octopus, I I don't think they're serving it raw. I think they're serving it maybe like a ceviche style because mm -hmm. it's definitely cooked. Um, but they uh, just put it in the most wonderful hot sauce. And it reminds me a lot of when I was in the Caribbean, there's something called conch. Have you guys ever had conch? No. So you know those shells? Oh, wait, I think I've heard. Like yeah. a conch shell? So if you crack, you if you ever are on the beach, next time you're on the beach, you see one of those shells, you'll probably see that someone smacked a hole in the back of it. And then they take a poker and they pull the slug out that lives in it and they chop off the guts and then they chop that, that conch up into like nice little pieces with some lime, some scotch bonnet peppers, a little bit of hot sauce. A little bit of ketchup, they stir it all up, and then you put it on a saltine cracker. Mm -hmm. That's just about the most delicious thing you're gonna ever eat. And we make that on the boat. The guys would dive down, grab the shell, pop it, and you'd eat it. Uh, but they also have like conch fritters, which is just like kind of like a like any kind of fritter where they ball in a little bit of dough and drop it in some oil. Super yummy, mm -hmm. but very very similar you know, to the um, octopus. That's good to know. I'm just like curious. You yeah. Know? What's like the weirdest thing that you've ever eaten yeah. or that you think is weird at least? Oh, boy. Weirdest thing I've ever eaten. Uh, that's a tough one. I I'm sure I've probably eaten some weird stuff, but I feel like the one thing that's jumping out at me as soon as you said that would be uh, sisig. So I oh. had some sisig, which is Filipino, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Um, They had a real, they had like a legit Filipino place uh, down on the island, very popular with Filipinos, a lot good uh, Filipino community there. Uh, and sisig is essentially uh, like intestines, isn't it? Well, when I eat it, it's not intestines. Right. 
Right. But I think the traditional one is like intestines. Around there, yeah. And uh, maybe it was pork. It was something. It was, But it was it was really good. Uh, sizzling sisig. And it came out with a whole bunch of um, bunch of different uh, like meat pieces. And um, yeah, I really, really dug that. I think there was an egg on there too. I think, yeah, I think they usually put eggs in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not afraid too much of food. Mm-hmm. Um, usually everything tastes good, you know? Yeah. Is there anything you won't eat? Um, I don't think there's anything I won't eat. I don't know if I would be like thrilled to eat bugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people go to like uh, Thailand or Bangkok mm-hmm. and uh, the first thing they got to do is like try a scorpion or something on a stick. Uh, yeah, 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 I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't think I need to do yeah, that. Yeah, they do that in Mexico too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think China as well. When I went to China, I never did that. So Yeah, it's, that seems almost like a tourist thing. I feel like they're yeah. like, yeah, we eat these all the time, 10 bucks. <laughs> My um, brother, when he was in high school, he actually had a teacher who went to Mexico, came back, and he brought back like, um, I think it was like a bag of ants. Yeah. And he was like, oh, if you guys try this, I'll give you guys extra credit. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, so. I think I've had chocolate-covered ants, and I don't remember them being that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how could they be? They're covered in chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Chocolate makes everything better. That's right. That's <laughs> That's right. Have you been like all over Vegas so far? Um, I, yes, I have. I probably haven't spent as much time in on the north side. I have a friend who lives in Centennial Hills. We went up to her house. I kind of mastered, and my girlfriend's constantly impressed with me because she's lived here since 2019 and cannot find her way around as well as I can, who's only been here for a year and a half. (laughs) Uh, I think my expertise would be like around the strip Mm -hmm. um, and around um, like South uh, Vegas and down into Henderson. Uh, I can get around Enterprise, all right. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been around. I haven't been up to Mount Charleston yet, though. I'm kind of eager to go skiing. Do you guys ski? I know. No. I hate the snow. Hate the snow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's why I'm a desert rat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've my my motto in life is vacation to snow. Don't live in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, that's just I haven't been up there yet. Okay. And um, have you been to besides New York, New York? Have you been to any casinos that stood out to you? Uh, uh here. Yes, here in oh, Vegas. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Geez, a, a bunch of them. Uh, you know, I've been to almost all of them on the strip, but I think my favorite, you know, I really dig Fremont Street. Um, mm-hmm. Fremont Street, one, you know, when you're from Vegas and you guys know, like getting your car up there is really challenging yeah, yeah. Uh, and expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of see myself spending more, I spend more time over downtown and in, on Fremont Street. And I'm a fan, I, I'm not really a gambler. Like I don't really make enough money to gamble. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I have spent uh, a few nights over at the D. Uh, that's a lot of fun. What's the other one? Circa, 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 Circa. Circa. Yeah, Circa yeah, is pretty good too. That's kind of I, I sort of like my casinos to be youthful and energetic. Oh yeah, uh, because I've certainly picked uh, hung out a bunch of casinos that are the complete opposite. <laughs> um, and and I like to have you know I like shots and fun and you know a, a fun atmosphere. Yeah, and I find that um, yeah Circa kind of meets that need. I feel like downtown is definitely for like the locals. Absolutely. Even more so, I find the arts district is for the locals Mm -hmm. because uh, the tourists know about Fremont Street. The brave tourists will leave Fremont and go to East Fremont, uh, but most tourists don't know about the arts district. Mm -hmm. uh, And the arts district district is one, one of my favorite parts of the city for sure. I like that you mentioned Fremont Street because when I was growing up, and this is before I permanently decided to relocate it here, I did stay in downtown when I was a kid, but I want to make a correction in the previous episode. So yes, I am from California, yeah. but I also had another house. I, was, I also lived in Summerlin, thanks to my dad. So 
I have like maybe 0.5% memory of being in Summerlin in oh, that I house. See. Yeah, so yeah. my dad sold that house and then we just started to look for another house here in the valley and just being in uh, the plaza, just witnessing and seeing the whole, I don't know if movement's the word, but I can just say like being in Fremont Street and just looking at the atmosphere. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And for, well, for me, Fremont Street is like, as a guy from New York, that's what I thought Vegas looked like. You know, you could walk <laughs> it, you know, you could just jump around from casino to casino. Mm-hmm. When you come here, you're like, these are like huge malls. Yeah. You know, you really can't like walk the mall uh, on the street. So I enjoy that kind of feeling where you can kind of easily hop around to different places all the lights and and then you know when you're feeling brave and you want to get away from casino things you just walk out and head down east fremont where all the bars and the restaurants are you know yeah yeah well i mean the beginning of vegas started in downtown right yeah it started yeah. fremont street yeah because mm-hmm. of golden gate it's one of the first restaurants that's right the golden gate el, el are, cortez well, and um, those are the originals yeah like i meant not restaurant i meant hotel yeah. but yes yeah, like yes el cortez union plaza mm-hmm. Before you came, the D was Fitzgerald's. Okay. So that's yeah. another thing. And then Golden Nugget came like years later. I, I, I don't know everything about downtown. I've, I've stayed there before, but yeah. I don't know much about when, it. When yeah. my friends come down and they say, hey, where should I stay? I tell them to stay around Fremont Street just because it's easier. You, you can always take a cab to the strip. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, trying to pick them up and get around is just so much easier when uh, when they're uh, on Fremont or downtown. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So um, do we have any uh, last thoughts? Like, do you have any final questions? I will save those for the next episode. Oh, that's right. Part two. <laughs> yes. Do we have any final thoughts right now before we wrap up? Um, No, I don't think I do. I think I'm eager to see what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> All right. So please do stay tuned for part two. We're going to be meeting with Jason again, and we're going to be talking about food, a little bit more about food. So mm. um, yes, that'll be coming Sounds up in good. the next episode. <laughs> and I want to thank uh, Victoria for putting time aside to come here. I know it's a little bit hard because of work and stuff. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. And I want to thank Jason for appearing, for agreeing to finally appear. My you know. pleasure. And uh, uh, props to Victoria. Victoria, I have stolen the way you say jazz and oh more. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, when I do the morning show, I say it just like that every time. I stole that from you. <laughs> That's funny. I want to uh, leave the show with asking people who visit here. And um, I do ask, be a little bit nice with your response if you were to get back to us. What do you think of Vegas when you come here? And when I say be careful, we have some really passionate Vegas locals here that are very ready to defend themselves when it comes to, you know, the culture and all that. And I'm one of them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm one of them, too. Just FYI. (laughs) So, yes. What do you think of Vegas? And have you been to any restaurants that stood out to you? Like, all that kind of stuff. Let us know. And if you have not already, please do follow our socials. We have Twitter. That's spelled U-N-Q-C-L-U-C-R-I-T. And for Instagram, it's Unqualified Culinary Critics. So with all that, thank you very much for listening and take care.